I'd like to say a special thanks to L'Oreal Paris for supporting this episode of Grazia Beauty Life Lessons. Did you know that a shocking 80% of women in the UK have reported experiencing street harassment in public spaces? This year, L'Oreal Paris has joined forces with the Susie Lamplew Trust to help raise awareness of street harassment through bystander intervention training. L'Oreal Paris is also donating 100% of L'Oreal profits from sales of its new limited edition Color Riche Satin Lipstick to the charity, available exclusively at Superdrug. So today's guest is Bram founder and the incredible makeup artist Ruby Hammer. She talks us through textures and how to find your ultimate formula. Blusher you know goes on your cheeks, but it could be a cream blush, it could be a liquid blush, it could be a powder blush. Encourages us to build new makeup skills. Something might be harder to blend, but it's all right for me because I've got the time and I've got the skill to blend that down or build it up. Anne tells us her top nail care tips. I'm really fussy about nails and I've noticed with my age and coming at the tail end of menopause, my nails have become a bit more brittle. So here she is. Hello and welcome, Ruby. How are you today? I'm really well and I'm absolutely thrilled to be chatting with you today. Oh no, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I can't wait to get stuck into all of your advice, uh, which I know is going to be amazing. Um, But before we get into that, can you tell me about your beauty style in general? So are you forever testing new things? Are you quite good at keeping your beauty cabinet and beauty stash streamlined? What's your vibe? No, I'm a product junkie and more is more with me. I'm like Donatella Versace. Less is not more. (laughs) And I love testing new things. So look, I am very, very privileged and blessed because having been in the industry this long, I do get sent a whole bunch of stuff, a bit like yourself. You know, you must be privy to all kinds of things from all brands out there in all price points. So that is a privilege and I don't want to lose that perk. But even if I didn't have that access, I'd still be a nosy parker. You know, I'd still now I'd research something, find something, somebody tells you something, you instantly go to look at it. And if I can't get it from the PR or whatever, I will go and buy it. I will just immediately, my, I'm trigger happy <laughs> and get hold of it because I want to smell and feel it and see for myself. So, I mean, I'm very with you on that though. Hoarding all the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's jump into your beauty advice then. And obviously we have to start with makeup. So tell me what is the best piece of makeup advice? I think the best piece of makeup advice that I've worked out for myself is you know, other than the obvious, like doing it in good natural light, having clean tools and looking at the textures of products, the most important is whatever you're going to use and whatever part of your cosmetic, you know, eyes, lips, skin, it's just thin layers. You can always add more, but it's harder to take down. And the biggest thing is my key mantra is blend 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 and I don't think you can say that enough times whether that's personal whether that's on the red carpet whether that's for video still film anything is I think most people just plonk it on and you need to make as much effort to just blend that down and if you've taken it off too much you can always add more and blend another layer on there so 
thin layers and blend, blend, blend. An absolutely stellar piece of advice. And it's all about that, isn't it? It's about building those fine layers and you'll ultimately use less product and your real skin will show through. So all of the benefits going. It has things where it has longevity if you're building something, you know, so know your textures, whether it's a cream or powder, it's a semi, is it matte, is it shiny, is it glossy? So you can put all your like onto like products. So if you start off with all the creams and the liquids, and then when you finish that layer, you can set it with a bit of powder where is appropriate. And then you can put a powder product on top of it and that will make it long lasting. It will not look harsh and you can add something on top of that. Say it was on your eye makeup, you can then add a liquid liner or something to punch it out, more layers of mascara. On the face, it's a cream blush set with something, then maybe a powder blush for for someone who's going to have a long day or night out, or this is bridal or something for yourself, that, you know, or when the weather has been as humid as we've had it. All these bits is like you can just add like onto like, thin layers and blending each step. And the other thing is, I think a lot of people when they're doing their makeup, they kind of pour out their bag, whatever they are, whether they're a, you know, whether they're a 50 product person or just three, they sort of pour it out and without consciously looking at the face now, this moment, they're kind of float off somewhere and religiously go through just putting everything they've got on without actually looking like today, oh, my God, I actually need a bit of concealer. Or, oh, my God, I've drunk a lot of water this week. It's been good. I'm not as puffy. I've got the glow. Exactly. So they don't actually look, which as a makeup artist, the first person who sits in front of me is nothing about a red carpet, VIP, any of that. You just look at the subject to think, what might I need? Not thinking, oh, I've seen her looking like this before. Oh, yeah. she looked gorgeous like that. You actually look at what's in front of you and address and deal with that. That's so true, especially when you're getting ready in the morning and you, you have your kind of go-to face that you can know you can slap on quickly, but you kind of do it, you're tired and you're not taking notice of the things that you might not do that day or you might want to add a little bit more of. It's just that five seconds of analysis. Just look. And then you might need, sometimes it's sad. You look at it and you think, oh, my God, my eyebrows didn't need plucking. And then you can build that time in to say this is the area that needs a bit more help. All of this is nice. Or actually just that bit of looking day to day, whether there's an improvement or has it deteriorated so that you can think, how am I going to address this? Well, I've got a bit more time. It's nanoseconds. And then you can get into application. Love it. Love it. That's a great tip. And you mentioned before about textures. For anyone who doesn't know what different textures, the effect that they have, and how to choose a cream or how to choose a powder for longevity, can you just kind of explain a little bit about the different textures and what you would choose for different situations? Textures are very important in any bit of cosmetics because let's give blusher as an example. Blusher, you know, goes on your cheeks, but it could be a cream blush. It could be a liquid blush. It could be a powder blush. But between both those textures, a powder or a cream, there are bits that have, you know, it could have a bit of shimmer in it. 
It could be totally matte. It could be demi-matte. So all of that has an effect on how it's going to look on your skin. So a cream blush, it's very easy to apply. You can use your fingers. You can use a tool. It gives a softer appearance, but it's not as long-lasting. It does give you that glow, but it's not as long-lasting. So when you want to make it longer-lasting, you know that a powder formula or fat powder texture has a bit more longevity. But for that, you need to be less heavy-handed, especially with a stronger or brighter colour. If you just go bananas, apply and go bang on your skin, it's going to look too, too much. So again, take a little bit, tap off the excess, and then apply where you're going to. So it sounds simple, but you need to bear that in mind that the textures affect how it also looks in cosmetics. So people, they just think of a shadow. They don't realize you've got a whole, and you know, with technology that's advanced now, there's so many different textures. And then within it, there's that underlining, is that texture a clean texture? Although I say clean because there's no formal definition of what is really clean formula. Is it natural? Is it going to not sensitize you or, or, you know, bring allergies to you? All of that. So same as on lipstick, textures, gloss, matte, semi-matte, drippy, pearl, metallic. So they're all things to know that each one of those affects how the actual cosmetic is going to look on your face when it's actually applied. I love that. And when it comes to creating makeup, what do you tend to gravitate towards? Are you looking for formulas that people find easy to use? Well, it's two different things. So if I've got a hat on as a consumer, as a woman, me, Ruby, then obviously I'm also time poor like most people. I have some skills in my hand, but it's also to do with my own colouring. You know, I have pigmentation, I have things I want to hide. So I do first see what textures is easy for me to use. And then as an artist, I have different skills. So something might be harder to blend, but it's all right for me because I've got the time and I've got the skill to blend that down or build it up. So that never scares me as an artist. But even for myself, I think, oh, my God, this one takes a longer time to blend. So in my own personal makeup bag, I would always find things that are look nice, effective, easy, foolproof. I want the same. And to be honest, as that line blurs between me and the artist now, like if we're doing things on social media, that's meant to be professional, but I've got to be quick and fast. You do want to tick all the boxes. Nobody really wants to go through a 10 step, oh, I'm going to blend this, do that, do that. And then it works I'm going to transfer that onto my subject. It's all about speed, good formulas. And at the end of the day, it's got to do what it says. Otherwise, we've wasted time trying to, well enough trying to get this hack and that hack. But basically, that whatever you've got in front of you has got to deliver. So I want the same things as anybody else. Brilliant. Now let's move on to skincare then. What is your best piece of skincare advice? I think... Just to have a routine in place, do some skincare, (laughs) you know, whatever that is. And that could be from the very elaborate 10 to 20 step, whether it was Japanese, Korean culture that has infiltrated into our Western use of just cleanse, tone, moisturize, etc. It doesn't matter what it is. Again, 
you are the expert on your face and your skin. And I just think little and often to just have something. And the three pillars of your skincare has to be, irrespective of whether you wear a lot of makeup or not, because we've got pollution in the world now, we've got some damage, we've got, you're privy to all sorts of dust and allergies and things that are in the environment. So you have to cleanse your face. That is Mm -hmm. taking off your makeup and also any of the stuff that's in our environment. Once you've taken that off, you've got to replenish that barrier. So if you like to use a toenail, you want to splash with water, whatever makes you feel ultra clean, you do that if it's suitable for your skin. Then you have got to moisturize. And that's even if you're on acne, ridden skin, very oily skin, very dry, mature skin, everybody needs replenishment, hydration. And then depending on your age and your needs, you might add a serum, a wrinkle this, a firming cream, pigmentation, whatever. But once you've cleaned, you need to replenish, hydrate or moisturize, whichever word you want to say, and it could have the steps that aid in that. And the last thing is to protect, and that's SPF. We know too much now not to do that. So where daily, whether you know you find the texture that you like, the finish that you like, I don't like because I'm dark-skinned. I don't want something that I put on and then I look like a ghost. So I want something that is suitable for my dark skin. But whatever it is, I also like to say it should be SPF 30. Any less than that doesn't really do anything. And any more than that, yes, it does, but it's a very small amount. Pick 30 if you can. And that's relevant to you. And that will help you tackle anti-wrinkles, anti-pigmentation, anti-pollution. You know, there are lovely ones out there and you can find one product that's in your price bracket. You really can. And just stick to some sort of routine, whatever that is, because it's very hard. And I use this example. When you're a you know, red carpet star, whether it's the Oscars or whether it's a Met Ball or whatever it is, a premiere of something, all these actors and actresses or men, women, say so it's across the board, if they didn't have some sort of grooming in place from head to toe, so taking care of their nails or taking care of their hair or taking care of their skin, it's very hard to get it to look excellent in a short amount of time. But if your nails have been taken care of and you don't have to do much cuticle work on that day, you can literally take the colours off, just see the shape is there, do a new colour, boom. Same with your skincare. If somebody needs to really spend three hours getting it to look radiant and blooming and de-puffed and de this and de that takes a lot of effort whereas if somebody's already got some sort of system Mm. it'll be quick a little mask does it a little bit of a a massage and de-puffing boom done eye drops means your eyes are nice and white lips because you are putting balm on you you're not spending time putting a scrub on take that off rinse it off put the cream on give the time for the cream to work Mm. you know all of that takes 
effort and time. So if you've got something, however basic, and then you address it every so often. Oh, I've got dry skin, so I might need a bit of a moisturizing mask. Oh, I've got oily skin, I need a bit of a decongestant or a clay or a this in my T-zone. You can adapt it to your particular needs. And what are your favorite SPFs that you like to use on a day-to-day or that you've found work for you? I love La Roche-Posay, the one that you shake, the very light one. And, and that is a 50SL. And I like slathering all everywhere. There are some lovely spray ones, you know, whether it's uh, Kate Somerville. I love, are they called Violette? Yes, ultraviolet. Love those. Ultraviolet that you drop, you know, dropper. I just, there's some lovely ones. They're super, super goop in a little tube that I get from Cut Beauty. And now they do a bigger tube. All of that. At the end of the day, you know what's not going to break you out, what's not going to leave a white cast, and what's going to give you effective cover. Also, I mean, I love a lot of those ones as well. And like I was using the ultraviolet this morning and it feels like a moisturizer. It's an SPF that you want to wear rather than you feel you have to wear. Like you can find a formula that works for your routine that is actually really great under makeup and dewy and fresh and whatever you want it to be. And, you know, sometimes in the ultraviolet, they miss out the two steps. So you could just use that as your moisturizer and put your makeup on and then you've got the protection and none of the added layer or you know I love um is it called hello Sunday they do yes skincare as well and they're great price points they're 40 out they you know they're a treat to use like you just said mm-hmm. they gives you it's like oh god I've got to apply this <laughs> it's like you'd never forget to brush your teeth you want to make it like that and we will be right back after this little aside on our series partner L'Oreal Paris Together, L'Oreal Paris and the Susie Lampu Trust, the pioneering personal safety and anti-stalking charity, have partnered up on the Stand Up Against Street Harassment Bystander Intervention Training, which is available for anyone to do through an in-person, workshop or online. The training is designed to equip people with the skills to safely and effectively diffuse incidents of street harassment when they witness them. In addition to this, L'Oreal Paris has launched Lipstick Is Not A Yes, a limited edition Color Rouge satin lipstick available exclusively at Superdrug. Developed from the first red Color Rouge lipstick introduced 37 years ago, the bullet of this bold red lipstick is embossed with a feminist symbol of sorority. Okay, perfect. Let's go on to nails then and nail care. What's your best piece of advice when it comes to nails? Well, I'm really fussy about nails. And I've noticed with my age and coming at the tail end of menopause, my nails have become a bit more brittle. They've had more wear and tear. They do have some ridges and all of that. But my entire life, I've always looked at nails and I've always taken care of nails. Now I'm really lucky when I go on a shoot or something that if you look at a call sheet, there's probably a nail technician on there. I don't have to carry that huge big kit. But even then, I've always carried a bit of an oil, a bit of a file. The thing I'm really fussy about is I like glass files. I launched it in the 90s at Ruby and Millie. It was one of the first ones down and I've repeated it in my brand again now. I just like the way they're gentle and strong and they seal in the edges. They don't flay. They work for gel nails. They work for artificial nails. I do my grandson's nails when he's sitting having a milk and he can just sit quietly for two minutes. So I like what a glass does. 
and it's effective. Again, it stops the tearing and splitting. Mm. And then once that's done, you have to nourish it with a bit of oil. And I love CND solar oil. I love little balms that are like from Dior or Chanel has one, you know, Camellia oil one. So I like applicators like that. Or L'Occitane has a very lovely shea butter oil. Just easy to put on, rub around your cuticles, done. And it makes such a difference as well, such a difference. It's that bit that finishes you off, that's grooming, that's in between your face and the rest of your body. But it's also, other than your eyes, your face, your smile, your lips, how you're talking, people do see your hands. So whether it's for an interview, in a romantic context, somebody touching your hands professionally, as a mother, as a child, in a caring way, those hands are always visible. So even when they're religious and cultural things where we're hiding our hair or full faith, your hands are in full view. Don't forget them. And if there's anything wrong with them, like white spots or bashing or tearing or thinning, that's another sign of health. Mm. That's the other thing of deficiencies or something. Are they flaky? Are they quite firm? Are they ridged? You know, and I just said, they're just on show all the blooming time. To show them some love. So show them some love on a regular basis. Okay, and let's do body care then. What's your best piece of body care advice? I chose this category, body care, because I think it starts from your head all the way down to your toes. So we give a lot of time to our face, give a lot of time to our hair, some time to our nails. You know, it's more about, oh, I'm going to have my manicure done, Look, that kind of thing. But the body, which is the skin, the biggest organ on the whole of us that you know, helps us sweat, regulate ourselves, shows signs of, again, that kind of good health. People neglect that. You know, they only think about it in summer when, oh, I'm going to reveal this part of me or that part of me, or, oh, I'm going to apply fake tan or not. But if you do that to your face, imagine you need to do that to the whole of your body. You've got to cleanse it. You've got to hydrate it. And every so often, you do have to slough it. You know, you have to help that exfoliation process. It takes 28 days to slough anyway, but you might need to help it to make the skin look a bit more smoother and sleeker, especially if you're showing shoulders or a decollete or a back or legs. Never mind the season. You know, we cover up in the winter. We're revealing more in the summer. But now we tend to travel as well in between. Mm. Please, let's travel a bit more. <laughs> <You know, laughs> Absolutely. If have to get away, then I sway. It's not as relevant. It's all year round. And I think it helps you look at the texture of your skin and the health of it. Is it blooming? Is it smooth? Is it bumpy? Not just from how I want to be attractive, but it tells you signs. If you're looking mm. at your bust, if you're putting a cream on, you can add that bit of going checking your bust for women and other bits moles or you religiously need to take care of that because it's part and parcel of all of you you can't just look young here you know from your head to your jaw and then neglect your decollete your breasts your legs your bum your back your shoulders back of your arms feet every bit of you deserves tlc 
Yeah, a really good point, like checking your boobs, checking your moles. I know when I moisturize, I have quite a lot of moles and you see them and you look out for signs and you're more conscious when you're seeing your body every day in that way. Subconsciously, you will take it in. If suddenly mm. one of them has grown or changed or altered you'll notice. Size, yeah, you'll notice. You know, just you will notice everything. I love, again, I love having, I probably relax with a bath but more days than not, I'm a shower gel person. So I mm. love a shower gel, remove everything. And I use a friction mitt. Now, some people, and it's a, usually a nylon one. Some people don't like that because they think it harbors or breeds bacteria. But I do throw it in the machine every week. It gets a great 90-degree wash. I come out and I've got one or two, so I've got a fresh one on the go. I like that, and I've always done that. And then I exfoliate more in the summer but sometimes you need to do it more in the winter because we've got central heating mm, it's so coming. many layers oh, yeah. Change. yeah layers wool all of that just to allow then the hydrating products whether it's a body milk body moisturizer body balm body oil all of that to sink in it will sink in better if that skin has been slurfed off, off in a nice the way. yeah yes not just to refresh you and feel clean um but just concentrating on your know, like heels. When I start moisturizing, I do my heels, knees, and elbows first. So you don't forget those. And then I work upwards. And, you know, I throw in dry body brushing, which is amazing to just get that circulation and your lymphatic nodes going to help with if you've got that scaly, you know, that chicken skin that people have on elbow uh, you know on the upper arms or underneath your thighs groin area anything like that all of these are little extras that help and boost and will make that body care more effective absolutely like you say the more you can do those little things like even exfoliating will make your moisturizers and things work harder exfoliating will make your moisturizers and things work harder Everything will work harder. And if it's an expensive cream or serum or something, it will sink in and do its job better. Just will. Okay, brilliant. Let's go on to your fifth piece of advice and talk about self-care then. What is your best piece of self-care advice? Self-care sort of incorporates all of the things I've chosen, like makeup, skincare, nails, body care, and the ones that I haven't chosen, whether it's hair or, you know, particular lash line or whatever just that care and attention to yourself without any guilt because it serves no purpose if it comes guilt-ridden and you feel oh I'm taking care you know so it's things with like taking the time to meditate exercise vitamins supplements I like to start with my Pre and probiotics, I take something called Simprove first thing in the morning. Oh my God, I love Simprove so much. It's so good. Then I have Lumity tablets that you take three in the morning, three at night. Anything to supplement, whether that's vitamin C, whether that's vitamin D, whether that's a bit of zinc, what you need, but that I put into self-care. Time to just exercise. You've got to work out something so we keep our joints and body working, functional, balance, stability, you know, all of that. And then a bit of like relaxation too. So whether that's watching a box set or reading a book or just some music, walking, if it's 
competitive sport, whatever that is, it's all aspects of that to take care of yourself that gives you joy and clears your head and allows you to function and be the best of yourself, especially Mm. when it's stressful and when everybody's life, things come from all different directions and you're able to just take a step back. Nobody is born Zen. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's born Zen and like technical (laughs) things like at the beginning of this podcast throws me into my most non-Zen moments. And I know, oh God, I have to just bring myself back. And if there's one thing I could have told my younger self, is I should have got into the habit of exercising because I was always really thin and you do that message where you think, oh, it's all about losing weight and looking good in clothes, which I didn't need to because I was like a stick pin. But now I realise it's not about just how it looks. It's about really making that health so that I don't have, for me, just having a pound or two extra on my belly, it sits on my you know, it's like within my organs, internal organs. That's dangerous for me. However slim I look outwardly to everyone else, it's dangerous for me. And I need to, you know, I love it now when I get myself out to do it. And I have a trainer because I have not got that motivation by myself. A lot of people are much more motivated than I am. They can self-do it. I know I'm going to have to find the budget to do it with my trainer. Then it means I take care of myself. Self-care, self-love, show yourself some love, I feel like is the resounding message from the past few tips, which is an amazing message to finish on. Absolutely. And then listen to things like this for not just someone like myself, but someone like yourself, because you're privy to so much more information from all these other things you can tap into, which is we are so lucky now. I mean, in some ways it's overwhelming, but we have access to all sources mm, of, information. of information. I like that, Ruby. Basically telling everyone, listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, because you can do that while you're doing something else. Uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> exactly. But I know I what you mean. It. We have I this access, yeah. which is just a really brilliant thing. Well, thank you for sharing all of that amazing advice. We finish each episode with a bit of a lighthearted note to finish on. Ooh. We talk about beauty blunders. So whatever that may be, have you ever had a funny beauty blunder? Oh my God. I've had loads of beauty blunders. <laughs> I mean, funny things was in my teens when I was allowed to pluck my eyebrows and I would just go and I'd look in the mirror and I'd take one out and I had nice, full, very nice, strong, not a monobrow, but you know, it needed tidying up. But it got to a point where I pluck, 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 pluck. (laughs) I didn't realize. I think I had one hair in a strand left and my the father, one remaining hair oh my god one one strand like that in a line and I my father used to work and come home only at the weekend so Friday oh that's dad I'd go rushing down the stairs open the door and he just looked at me and he goes what the hell have you done to your eyebrows <laughs> they looked like that permanent stop you know like that because it's there's no permanently one. surprised yeah and my mum made me so that's it you're not plucking anything so that whole of that summer holidays I had to just grow my and if anyone came knocking on my door do you want to come out do you want to come no no I'm growing my eyebrows (laughs) (laughs) this way that way this way that way 
And then just before the summer holidays were out, my mum took me to a salon and it wasn't threading at that time, didn't exist. The woman just shaped them, a little bit of waxing, and then I maintained that shape. And so, that was it. That was brow, that was brow it. maintenance. But, but I, I've probably got pictures somewhere, which I've got to find from storage, where it was like a permanent starter. I was like that all day long. Horrible. We have all been Horrible. there, all been there. The yeah. amount of brow stories, yeah, so brilliant. Oh, well, thank you, Ruby. Thank you for sharing that and for all of your amazing advice. Uh, And thank you to everyone for listening as well. Thank you for having me and have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. And thanks again to L'Oreal Paris for supporting this episode of Grazia Beauty Life Lessons. While harassment sadly remains a reality for many, the partnership between L'Oreal Paris and the Susie Lampu Trust is a reminder that while it's easy to feel powerless, together we are stronger. We can all do our bit by taking the bystander intervention training at standup-uk.com. To further support, L'Oreal Paris is donating 100% profits of the L'Oreal Paris Colourige Satin Red Lipstick 